Good evening. So, um, actually, right before we start, somebody actually emailed me uh, who is listening to the share, um, who is not here. So they said they were listening to the share and they felt abyssal guilty. Actually, I'm happy to speak here. I spoke to this public school today. Not something like Genesis and like all these secular terminologies. These kids today, they know nothing. It's crazy. Uh, but for Mrs. Stolen, what's abyssal mean? A little bit. You can't help her. <laughs> she has to learn Yiddish. She knows better than me, though. Not, uh, no, no, no. So, uh, so the person... Oh, abyssal. There you go. So the person only felt a bit, little bit guilty. And the truth is... A little guilt is great, actually. Uh, you know, if someone is not performing the way they should be, if you're underperforming, if you could be doing better, a little guilt is actually very healthy. Um, but a lot of guilt is really bad. Uh, and a lot of guilt paralyzes a person. A lot of guilt could depress a person. And it's actually very counterproductive. Uh, so, you know, throughout the Sefer, I think I started way in the beginning because of that. And I pointed out that learning muscles is like lifting weights. You have to have a goal. You have to have a focus. But, like lifting weights, if you do too much too fast, what happens to you? You rip your, up, you rip your muscles and you actually go counter... counter you, it's counterproductive. So, you know, we're talking about what we should... What? Just like doing tshuva too fast. Well, tshuva is part of working yourself. It's one aspect of it. Um, but like that. Um, so, you know, all of this stuff is should, you know, if a person, but we, I, I want to just say though, a little guilt's okay. People like to, people today, it's one of the two. Either they are, they're, they're neurotic and they feel very guilty and they get depressed. That's some people say it's Sahara. And then, then, they, then they run away from truth. <laughs> I guess they can't handle the truth. So instead of fixing it, they run away. They can't handle it. So they have this, it's like this weird reaction. They hear the truth, they get really guilty. Then they can't handle the truth, so they run away from the truth. So you don't happen to such a person. They never become the person they could and should be. And they, have, they can have major issues in life, and major damaging issues in life. Uh, but, and other people are just completely careless and can care less about anything and that's really bad. That means that you're never going to fulfill your purpose uh, in this world. Okay. So, it, you know, all of this should be, it's like medicine. The right dose for the right person. And you got to know what your daily dose is. Uh, that's part of self-knowledge. That's part of knowing yourself. The author, this is an objective book. And how it relates to all of us, we have to subjectively put it into our lives. Um, we started last week on the third of the three major areas of Nikias. Could you actually someone's close that door? The food smells good, and it's a little noisy, but it also smells good. Uh, so we, we, we first talked about uh, Gezel, just to remind ourselves about being honest in business, not taking an employer's money. If you have a job, working to do the job. If you have a worker, paying the worker, uh, being honest. Uh, you're not offering me? No, that's good. I would actually have if I wasn't sure. But uh, uh, being, being, uh, being you know, honest, scrupulously honest, and how 
a little bit of dishonesty is toxic. If a person is a little bit dishonest, you know, they will be a stumbling block. Because again, remember, Nikias is all about being clean. And if you if you have Yetzirahs in certain areas, it will it will uh, be a day and a time that you'll be in a, in a business arrangement, or you'll justify, you know. I remember somebody once told me, was dealing with a person, the kids stole money from the parent. Pasha stole money from the parent. Why? Because the parent once told the kid, whatever is mine is yours. Like, you know, the parent oh, says that. Yeah. So the kid said, oh, whatever my parent, you know. But that comes from a lack of nikias. Comes from a lack, even in, you could have relatives stealing from each other. You know, all kinds of stuff. Nikias is really serious. What is being, so you're coming, you just busted yourself. You do this for a few weeks. It's about being spiritually clean. Um, the number two thing we did was arias, right? Between the different sexes, between men and women, right? And that, that is, I mean, every day. It's crazy. Look at the news. It's like every day. It's like perfectly timed for the time we're doing this. You know, actors, politicians, uh, business people, all kinds of people who you see you know, uh, had momentary lapses. And that, you know what, you know, some of these people, was one or two incidents, and some of them were, were just clinically ill individuals who were, you know, anyone they can grab, they grabbed, who were being, you know. But what, how is it that people have these one or two incidents, you know, which are really vulgar or vile or abusive or assault, or whatever they may be, of opposite, you know, in these cases, they've all been men to women, uh, or whatever, um, how does that happen? Because in the person's head, they were not nucky. Right? In the relationship, it was they were always carrying around a looseness and a lack of kedusha about the opposite gender. Or the lady was always walking around provocatively, and just one day something happened. So that was the case. Then we started, which is to get us back into this, food. Right? People have a Yitzhar food. I mentioned last week, this is true. Right? Even really righteous people, you see, can you know, overeat. Fress, you see them you know, eating. And like, you think the same person lives very simply. All of a sudden, they go to a kiddush, you see the person, like the plates, like, you know, like this. Like, like six cakes on their plate. Like, you know, like, you know, whoa. You know, this person's a very righteous person because food, right, people cheat on diets, or they eat when they're not supposed to eat, or they, you know, I, I, I always love that. I was at the, at the, at the Kolo dinner a couple of weeks ago, I was at a table, and there was food on the table, I think it was like rolls, and the lady says to me, move the rolls, and it's like, I move it, keep it away from me, like, you know, like, I mean, now, honestly, if I put to you, like, something, you know, we wouldn't do that in almost any area of life, if it's not for you, don't eat it. I'm actually, I, 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 I'm not saying the person's bad. It's self-knowledge. It's actually a good thing. But it just shows you how food, food is something that a person can be pulled after, right? Very much so, right? You know, the person's not hungry. All of a sudden, they put chocolate mousse in front of them. <laughs> That's it, right? That's it. They put the chocolate mousse. That's it, you know. They don't yeah. hunger, but uh, I, I, you know, what's I going to say? Um, I don't want to say, but people people tend to have cravings for foods. It's a, even if they're not hungry, or it's not good for them, 
or it's, it's so food is very very strong and when a person's hungry they'll rationalize so the person likes the food they'll rationalize kashras and therefore the author tells us that kashras needs the kiss and as I mentioned last week at length the food that we eat directly impacts our soul directly and totally impacts it. It could affect a person's amuna. And the amount also. Affects a person's amuna. Is this the time to ask you about? Wait, what's It affects a person's amuna. It affects a person's ability to daven and to connect to Hashem. Right? That food, as mentioned last week, the psukim that we brought down, it goes directly into the blood, not only into the physical blood of a person, but into the spiritual blood of a person as well. And therefore, Nikias by food, and how is a person, um, I, I'll never forget this. Somebody told me they would like me to speak to this person. It's a few years ago. That uh, was a person who came to davening, and a person who was religious, uh, and was working for a very big tech company. And they asked me to speak to them about eating in this tech company. Um, are you, I mean, it's like, other person learned. I mean, it was a crazy story. Like, but you know what? If a person has a time of her food, you know, and they're hungry, yeah. I remember. I, I grew up in Florida. You know, you know, in New York, Jews, you have the the gamut of New York, of the gamut. You know, today actually, uh, probably, uh, it was certainly over seventy five percent of the kids in New York City are. Haredi, either Hasidic or Yeshivish. And that's, that's, that, that's according to the Federation polls. I mean, but still, there's still a large percentage. There's two million. What's that? Seven, oh, 75% of the kids in New York City. There's hundreds. All of New York City? All of New York City, yeah. Jew, no, Jewish kids. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not taking that. Oh, no, 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 no. Jewish, and I'm talking Jewish, Jewish kids. Jewish kids. Um, but there's all kinds of Jews. So I remember it was in, I grew up in Florida. You would see other people come to Florida. Now, I will say one thing. People, kashras on vacations, it's actually an amazing thing to see how, how certain people fare on their vacations when you're talking about kosher food. So I remember I was once walking by a hotel. And this was a, the crowd was a very marginally orthodox. And, you know, they had kept Pesach. Well, Pesach. And um, it was Moti Pesach. And you know, the one thing, these hotels on Pesach, they have it all. You can't imagine how much food these hotels have. These people must have gained 20 pounds a person. It's like crazy. There's tea rooms seven days, a, you know, and the Pesach food's fatty, by the way. It's like it's potato starch. I mean, I mean, they were eating like all day, but Moti Pesach, these people had to eat. So I passed by, I was on there, I lived near, I grew up in my beach, I lived right near there. There was like a hotel. And they had a Trefa restaurant. And Mahabashit, it was filled with yarmulkes. Like, you know, not very religious people, but Jewish people, all kinds of people there. And I see one of them, and they don't, we didn't, of course, just having french fries. I'm like, the french fries, you know what that is? Trefe. Having the ice cream there. I mean, a million things there, like this and that. They kept eight days at Pesach. They're eating all day long. And they couldn't wait to a kosher restaurant open up the next day. They had multi Pesach. They had to eat questionable food. Questionable food. Some was for sure trafe. You know, somebody asked some, some somebody asked me a question this week actually 
just you know, I didn't I didn't give I didn't give commentary. They're at they're at I don't know if you from stomach you never heard of this thing. It's called movie movie. Like this thing that people go, they watch a screen, they pretend they're not themselves, right? It's like today I explained to Phil and to these eighth grade kids. You know, all all of them got him like you know, like this like this public school, and they were wearing tefillin. Like, what's? It's crazy, by the way. I asked these kids, any read the Bible? Like, ten percent of the kids are about. Any read Genesis? Two kids and hundreds of kids. Like, it's it's, it's a crazy generation. These kids know nothing. Zero, zilch. Um, but uh, so you know, you know, how could that happen? Because a person doesn't realize that. It, oh, so someone asked in the movie about the popcorn. Could they eat the popcorn? So I said, no. I said, because the popcorn has all kinds of flavorings and oils. And, and it, well, it's plain, but it's made, very often it's made the same machines. <laughs> same exact machines. So what would happen if the person ate the popcorn? The person, of course, was very thankful. They said, thank you very much. I'm sure they did not eat it. But if you did eat it, what would happen? Well, possibly you've been polluting your soul. Or these people who ate there... You know, who knows what they were eating, putting into their neshamas. So, and they, they were eating the whole, I couldn't believe it. It's like if you think they were starving for eight days, they had to run after Pesach. But you know what, when you're into food, you, your, your head thinks differently. You're hungry, it's koch nefesh, it's life and death. Or it's not so bad, it's just popcorn. I don't know. What? I don't know. I know a lot of people who eat under the situations you've just described. And if you ask any of them why they do it, they'll say, oh, this is what my parents always did growing up. Like, the thought that, the thought that there could be a whole lot of issues never occurred to them well, because their parents and all the Orthodox Jews that they knew growing up did it. Like, I know people who, for example, would eat, eat like, things that were probably not kosher. Out of mm-hmm, yeah, of course. But they knew their parents would eat those things yeah. at restaurants. Mm-hmm. Like, right, yeah, absolutely. You're so, asking a lot if you're asking someone so, to... So, you know, um, so I want you to know, it's, it's, it's a good point, there are a certain amount of orthoprax Jews, and th- that is typically orthoprax, which means they do, they don't follow Torah, it's basically cultural orthodoxy. You know, my parents, I remember, I, I said a story years ago, mamish years ago, in this show, that Rabbi Leth, who was my rav when I was a little boy, who's today a very famous rabbi, uh, so he said, when he first came to Miami Beach, North Miami Beach, right? North Miami Beach when he was, when he was there. So he gave a share about Borer in the, in the young Israel in North Miami Beach. And a guy came to him after the class. And like a guy, you know, left when he came to, to no, left was born in Miami. He was a brilliant kid, got a perfect school in SAT, went, to, went, went from Hebrew Academy to Tell's Yeshiva in Cleveland, and, you know, became a very big Torah scholar. So he comes back, the guy twice his age, maybe 30-something years old when he starts as a rub there, comes to him, he's teaching him about Bor, which is selecting on Shabbos. The guy says to him, what you just said is not true. He said, I never heard about this my whole life. He tells everybody left, he never heard this his whole, his whole life. And, you know, Bor, by the way, is like turning on a light on Shabbos. It's probably more, it's less, it's less even, turning on a light is possibly rabbinic, possibly biblical. Bor is a good way to do biblical Prohibitions on Shabbos. The guy tells everybody left, I never heard of this my whole life. <laughs> I never heard of this. So he says, What you said is not true. I don't believe you. I never heard of this my whole life. 
So he said this story, and then he said another story about another person who he told something he was not kosher to, and was very thankful, even though they had done it their whole lives. So there are people, and I've, I've probably like yourself, I know a lot of people who you just described like that, uh, but when you actually confront them, and you say, you know, your parents say, well, why don't we look at what the text says? You know, they're forced to confront it. Now, I'm not telling you how, what you'll do with such people, but I'm talking about in general. There are pl- most kids who go today to a day school, <laughs> I don't care how, where the, on the orthodox spectrum it is, know what they're, that they're taught in school that you can't do that. So I was talking about people who actually went to schools where they taught differently, and they know, they know that they cannot be doing that. Uh, but again, I, I'm, I, it, food is something where, you know, where a person can get caught. But you had a question before, by the way? Yeah, but I don't know if it's uh, for now, about Chalav Israel. Not for now. No, it's not, that's halachic. Nothing to do with this, really. Um, I mean, it's a chumrah, but it's, it's, it's a halachic shayla. Um, it affects the Huh? It affects the No, it does not. Don't tell me that. It does, does not. Mean. It does not. For me, it does not. I don't, I don't, people can believe whatever they want. I'm saying... Does not. I mean, if you if you if your psak is that, maybe it could, but it does not affect a person's emuna. Uh, uh, I'm not going to call show for decades. I'm, I don't, it does not affect emuna. Um, it's a halakhic shaila dirabanan, and 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 certainly most post in America are lenient. To so say it affects people's emuna, I would never say that. I would say it's a good chumra to do. Um, uh, but. We'll talk personally about that. We're talking this is a general class for general, for people. Um, you know, in general, we're talking treif, kosher, mainstream standards, not mainstream standards. Okay. Um, so the Ramchal says as follows: Ukudei lahodienu shuloa behemos hatzmeus. So not just you think people think ah pig. Shellfish, camels, trafe animals, oshkatsim, bugs. Let me tell you that story of the strawberries. No. Remember that story? story? Something about bugs and strawberries. You remember the story? I, I think so, but I don't remember. You don't remember, okay. So this is unbelievable. Like, you know, I probably said to the men one time, yes, I, this is an unbelievable story. My friend was a mashkiach in Acme in Philadelphia. Acme is like, uh, Lucky's here, but the Acme there has like a bakery and a deli, a whole shebang. So he said that, and it was a summer. This was I can remember the summer. This was the summer of two thousand and six, I believe. There was a strawberry infestation. There was, that was a, the year that everyone was killing them. Yeah, strawberry infestation. So the Acme was under the OU, and the OU said for the summer they're not they're not letting anything under the OU with, with strawberries. So they told, the, they, told my, they told my friend, you know, take off any OU Heksher. So they had strawberry shortcakes in the bakery. So what did they do? They took off the OU and they put the cakes in the non-kosher sections working Acme. So my friend told me, he said, all of a sudden the black worker who was working next to him said, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. They're feeding us their bugs. <laughs> they are feeding us their bugs. I don't believe it. So my friend says, like, what is it? We hold it's a problem in kosher. But you don't hold it's a problem. I'm not feeding you anything. This is like regular strawberries. He says, don't tell me that. I see you washing that lettuce. I stopped eating lettuce after seeing those bugs in there. 
You know, like, like really, there are bugs. Bugs are bugs. If you don't, if you, they, are, they are there, right? If you don't check, you will eat bugs. Um, so that's unquestionable, by the way. You know, oshkatsim ukdei laudienu bavadim. So those things we know bad. Alagam hatreif. You have to know something. Hatreifus should be made a kasher If you eat something which is questionable of the min itself, it's chicken. Where is the chicken from? Oh, I see. It's it says K. It's K. What's K? So it's Rabbanut. Which Rabbanut? Where is it from? How do I know what it is? Oh, it's the it's it's kosher Tanzania. Kosher Tanzania. And they sell it at Trader Joe's. But like, did you ever know that Trader Joe's has the craziest hechsherim in the world? <laughs> Every crazy hechsher that I get sent emailed to me with pictures is coming from Trader Joe's. So people, you know what? I'm gonna tell you. This is fact. I don't know how many dozens of times people sent me the hechsher and after they ate the food. Oh. I'm not joking. After they ate the food. By the way, Rabbi Levine, is this, kosher, is this kosher? After they cooked it. I tell them it's, it's a question, but what do I do now, Rabbi Levine? I cooked it already. Or I ate it already. I'm not joking. This is, I can't tell you how many times this happened. You know, kosher from Tanzania. By the way, there's no Jews in Tanzania. Where was kosher there? You know, I mean, technically, Mashkir can go there. I'm making up that. There's no kosher in Tanzania. Right? But, you know, it, people think it has kosher. It's meat. It, it looks kosher. It has Hebrew words on it. All, so, so, says the Ramchal. Says the Ramchal. Even in the kosher species itself, you have to know, the Torah tells us, he says... What does it mean to be to, to distinguish between the contaminated and the pure? And our sages, the Gemara, the Medrash says, it doesn't have to tell us that not to eat a chamor, a donkey, and to eat a cow because cows are kosher, donkeys are not. Because lama nemar benatam What does it turn to distinguish between contaminated and pure? Ben whether it's most of the trachea is cut, we know that in order for a, a kosher animal to be kosher, that the knife ha- and a behemoth has to go through the trachea and through most of the esophagus, uh, through the kana and the veshet, where and it literally sometimes could, the question could be a hair's breadth. Right? It's very not simple. You know what it is? That, that, that it, it, it's, you know, you check the lungs, you check the, you check the stomachs, a lot of stuff going in there. And persons, you know, buying meat, they don't know where they are. They're all, oh, but I'm on vacation. I'm on vacation. You go to a store. You know, my parents once asked me years ago. They were, they had to, they had to be somewhere in Florida. They went to the store. There's no mashkiach. The meat store is no mashkiach. The people who were running the store were Israelis, not bechlal religious. And there's no mashkiach. They said, what do I think? And it's not like, uh, you know, the hashkach. I said, I think, get out of there. <laughs> I think, you know, you know what, do you, what, do you, what do I think? How do I know the place is kosher? You're like, what do you mean? You get poison your neshama over there. So you tell me, the guy speaks a perfect Hebrew, and they know how to talk. I remember I was once in Israel, the guy stops me. You know, like you know, I, I, not once. I, every time I walk, you know, you walk in, in Israel, when you're the vacation places, you know, it's very, they start stopping the street. Habibi, buena. You know, like they, they know how, to, you know, like they sell the Dead Sea products in the malls, they, they'll sell the restaurants. 
trust me, Hakol Kasher, Hakol. Ani Yehudi Mamin, I believe. And, you know, the salesmen, like, you know, and, and, and I'm sure, by the way, many of them are honest, but many of them are not. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you can't just trust anybody. You can't trust anybody. A person doesn't care enough to keep Shabbos. He's worried about, he doesn't care about his own soul, he's worried about your soul. How do you know it can be kosher? There's a, there's a profit margin over here. You know, kosher meat versus non kosher meat. Do you think the badat's meat is really kosher? Do I think the badat's meat is really kosher? Uh, I, would I eat the badatsmi? I would eat badatsmi. I know it's not my first pick, but I think what it's. But that's well, I'm sure. Either the chayyus, are we talking about? That's one of the hachsherim in Israel. Or even like the OU. You think it's really kosher? The OU meat yeah. in America? Yeah. yeah, I think the OU meat in America is kosher. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's so many people today that are not even eating meat because it's not kosher. Well, because no. what they do to the animals and all that. No, yeah. Again, I, I, I just want to listen. This is all whether it's this chalim Israel. You know. This is actually, I'm happy you asked these couple questions, all, everyone. Uh, you know, yeah, the, what we're talking about over here is, you know, there's, there's a halacha called Eid Neman Be'isran. If you have a kosher 100% person and they're ehrlich, and they know what they're talking about, they're believed for Isran. So we have, ba- we have baseline halacha, Shulchan Aruch, Kabaras, you know, we follow Shulchan Aruch. So as long as we have all of the things, we follow it. So, could I, so I personally, I only eat beef very rarely. I don't eat beef during the year. I only eat beef on the holidays. So I have less... No, I have chicken. No, no beef. So for, since I'm a teenager. Um, but I, I know if I have beef. I, you know, chickens are very easy to check. And they're very, there's no shilas really about chickens. I don't, you know, but beef, legitimately, there are more concerns about. But even that, I mean... Uh, today, glad today, they wish they would have had in Europe 200 years ago. <laughs> they wish they should have the animals like we have today. I mean, it's, you know, everyone likes, again, I'm not against if a person wants to, you know, not partake, but you want to say it's not kosher. If it's under the idacharedis and it's under the OU, it's for sure kosher. If you want a person wants to be personally concerned for their own reasons, you know, if it, if it does them good, you know, I said, I just told you I don't eat beef, except for, for, for Yom Tif. I don't tell my kids that. Oh, you know, that's what I do. It's whatever reason I'm a teenager. Yeah, I gotta know what's, what's for. I'm here talking about not anyone's... Where do you buy your meat? Huh? Where do you buy your meat? That's more the question. Who, me? You buy your meat. Where does your wife buy? She buys in parts. So we use certain Hashem. But you know what? I want you to know, this is... This is I'm not, I don't want to get to all kinds of Hashem tonight. But the OU, the meat, all, all meat in the United States of America is under the OU. That's coming, it's essentially made here. The part actually sells Circle K, which is with, with, with Eckstein also. That's coming from Israel, it's Tirat uh, But all the meat in America is all under the OU. It doesn't, this doesn't exist, I don't think, a hechsher with beef. It's under the OU. It just it has, which, who's a double hechsher? There's a baseline standard for all of them. Actually, years ago, Ray Mandel, who was the head of the OU's meat department, was here. And he actually gave a lecture, it was about eight years ago or nine years ago on the show. And he basically said flat out, it's like that these things are very small, that the differences are very small. So Chabad, you know what the difference of Chabad meat is? Nothing, come on, but they learned Tanya, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's not like, there's the same standard, Rabashkins, it was the same OU standard as the Satmar Heksher of, uh, of, of Vineland. It was, you know, it doesn't... Again, there, there are nuances. I don't want to get to the nuances of kashras, but the, the baseline is a person should know 
what they're eating, where they're getting it from. It's a, a reputable place. That's what my, my, my main thing is. Because, you know, in food, there are differences. But my, my, my main point is here, um, is, uh, is, you know, knowing who you're eating from and where you're getting it from. As I mentioned, that's the Thomas case where my parents were going, and people do this all the time. They go, you know, and, uh, you know... <laughs> Can I ask you the difference between OUD and Chalab Israel? No, 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 that's too much Chalakhan. We're not doing So you can ask, you can email these questions afterwards. So we're doing Mursa right now. So, so, Kamo Ken Berulacha, Tzimala Sarav, Amaloshan Zebesiyamamam, So the Torah tells us, it tells us that, that hair's breath, when you cut that cow's thing, it can literally be a hair's breath between 100% kasher, it's a, you make a bracha, it's a mitzvah, and treif. Mamish treif. Uh, you know, treif. Laharetz kamanifla. How remarkable is that, that, that the Torah says, Sharia asa'ara mavdam ben tumula latarim hash. Between purity, we're talking purity, we're talking, you're making a bracha, kedusha, your neshama, your, 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 what it does to you, the, the secondary effects. That's actually a new tune. I never heard that one before. Vinei, therefore, says that Ramchal, mi shieshlo. Did you check if it's kosher, by the way? Shall this? Oh yeah. It's right. I know. I know. I know. I'm a bucky at Mike and Ike's. My kids have them. No, not too often, but they have them. It's like chemicals half of it. Corn syrup, but it's good chemicals. They're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We say that for shabbos. Vinei mi shieshlo. Therefore, says Ramchal, anybody who has a brain in his head, has a brain in his head, listen to, listen to the language of Ramchal, anyone who has a brain in his head, will we'll consider forbidden foods like poison. Poison! Right? Literally poison. Or like a food that has a poisonous substance mixed in it. Because if such a person would, would think there's a possibility that this food has poison, would you, would, you, would you actually eat it? If you honestly believe that this is poison, would you put it, would you eat, would you eat it? Right or, or if you if you're safety, not me. And I, and I mentioned this. People go to their relatives. The relative is bechlal, not at your level. Right? All of a sudden, would you if your relative served you poison, but then they'll be insulted. Would you eat it? No. But all the, but for this you can eat. This is much worse poison. A person was honest. If there's even a, a slight possibility of poison, a slight possibility of having an allergic reaction, even. You know, I'm allergic to milk. I don't eat it. But, but a slight people don't eat it. But here, it could push it, sully your soul for years. The damage could be immense. Vadai shlo yakal, a person won't be lenient. Vim yakalo Because I want you to understand something. A person eats treif, not only does it affect their soul, I mean, that means their prayers afterwards. Their amuna, I mean, it, it literally could affect 
tremendous amounts of a person's avodas Hashem. The, the secondary effects are are are, are, are catastrophic. Is that, is that a strong enough word? Is catastrophic? Yeah, it's a very strong word. Right. It's true. Though. It's true. Right. That's the point, right? I mean, I mean, basically, if you know, if I tell you don't eat, eat that has cyanide, I would. I would I, that's not strong enough, right? It's not, and, and therefore, why is he saying this? Because of, of Israel, my also to my food. It's literally poison for the, the soul and nervous. So this lady, said at a level, she checks for bugs so carefully in her house. But then she goes to somebody else's house, and they're serving broccoli, which was no way checked. And if they did, or the blackberries. But they don't want to insult the person. They don't want to, they don't want to insult their girlfriend. So you know what they do? They eat it. If it'd be poison, would they eat it? What about insulting? Eating poison! What are you insulting a person? That's what you're worried about? If you would be allergic to the food, would you eat it? If you would, have, if you would be sick, you get a migraine from the food, would you eat it? If you had poison, if you had a migraine, would you eat it? If you tell them no, I'm going to get a migraine. You wouldn't be worried about insulting a person. All of a sudden, with a cautious... So they don't have a kiss. They don't realize that this is poison. Mamish poison. That's why he's telling you. You have to look at this as poison. You gave me Eifel. By the way, again, if you're by certain relatives, you should look for leniencies. I'm not telling you to be machmer, you know, in certain situations. There are certain situations, you, but it has to be a legitimate leniency. <laughs> has to be a kula. Right? It has to be a legitimate leniency. Uh, okay, and me... Chalav Yisrael. Uh, if, you're, if, you're, if you have relatives, unless you're, listen, if you're Hasidic and you paskin it's Aser, then, then, it's, then, then you should be Machman wherever you go. But if you're not that way, and like most are, like the Ramosh Feinstein was lenient, the Radvaz was lenient, uh, uh, the Chasinish was, was lenient, you know, if you're not that way and you're Machman at home and you had uh, a relative who went out and bought you something special just for you, Right? And you hold it's mutter that you're machmer on it, then you should be lenient. You know? Uh, right? uh, if you're um, careful to... Let's pick meat. Because I'm just picking your... Your examples I'm picking. You only eat eda charedas, or you only eat sheris. You know, you're, let's wish a girl from Zarnoff. You only eat sheris and Rebbe Rubin. What is sheris? That's Israeli hachsharam. And you only eat sheris and Rebbe Rubin's meat. And now you go to your second cousins in Ramat Gan, and they're so excited, they went and bought you meat from Rabbi Landa in Bnei Brak. Like, Israel, I have more Sharon, they can't believe it. So they bought Rabbi Landa. You don't need Rabbi Landa's meat at home. But your, 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 your second cousins went out special to buy Rabbi Landa's meat. Rabbi Landa's meat is 100% kosher. So you should eat the meat. I'm saying that, you know, I'll tell you the truth. Rabbi Scheinberg Zatzal told me, Rabbi Scheinberg, everyone knows who he was? So we're 100 pairs of tzitzis. He was like, oh, really big tzaddik and a Jew passed away, I don't remember, years ago, 10 years ago, approximately. So I used to speak to him when I was in Israel, I was in the mirror. So I was once speaking to this Vishal, he told me, any child of covered abrius, you should rely on any of the rabbinuts. So he told me, any of the rabbinuts. So he told me, he said, you should, there's an edach and there's a standard, you should not embarrass anybody. Now, now, I don't know if everyone would hold that, but that's the point I'm telling you. So if it's really legitimate, but he's not going to tell you you can eat bugs. 
Right? How you could go to a store where the guy tells you, Habibi, look at this. The, the, <laughs> I at least three times or so I've had people tell me, the, heck, the, the two does coming next week. The, theory, the two da is coming next week. You know, it means that the store is not under Heksha, but next week I'm getting the two da. You know, I, I, at least three times that I hear that in Israel. And I'm not even looking for these places. It's like you walk by, they, they stop you. You know, uh, they stop you. So you're going to believe everyone you hear? It's a, it's a, it's a, it could be poison. You know, you go to people's house. I remember I went to a distant relative's house. And uh, they wanted me to eat there. This is when I was a bucher a long time ago. And I went. I knew this was going to happen to me, too. And, oh, you know, you know, I'm going to eat there. There's no way I was going to eat there. And then it was like this. And so I said, no. They didn't tell me the dishes. <laughs> they didn't have, who knows, even if they thought they kept kosher, the chance of them buying kosher products was low. Uh, I mean, 100%. No, you gotta do what you gotta do. Huh? But friends and family, you can be lenient? If it's lenient, on, uh, if it's halakhli acceptable leniencies, mm-hmm. not in any way on biblical rabbinic prohibitions. Lenient on, on chumras. On chumras. You're being machmir on, well, you're being machmir is people's covered, people's relationship. That's also a good chumra to have, you know, to care about people. Yeah. Again, if those type of questions, you have to have a, a path. You should have, ask a Shia law, because sometimes you have a continual relationship. It matters a lot. A lot of different factors. But yeah, there's something called being machmer to, t- to when people's feelings and people's sensitivities and parents and relatives. Yeah, that's a chumra the other way. But you cannot. You can never. Let me just be very clear. Ever eat something which is questionably kosher? No one's talking about that. If it's something that's a question of kashrus, baseline kashrus. Shulchan Aruch, no, you can never be lenient for that. Okay, okay is that clear? Yeah. All right. So back to our poison. And, this, I, and by the way, I, 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 the poison to me is when people tell me they ate someone's house, and then they ask me afterwards, oh, well, they keep, do they keep kosher? I mean, their standard. Oh, I bought this product, Rabbi, I cooked with it. Is it kosher? Yeah. Or they tell me they went to the relative's house, they feel a little guilty afterwards. Why do you feel guilty? Why in the world did you eat that? And why did you do that? It means you didn't look at it as poison. Why did you do that? They were at work and they were all hungry. Why did you do that? I remember somebody when I first came there told me they ate fish in restaurants. You know what the fish in these in these restaurants is? It's treif mamish. You think McDonald's is mocked about meat and fish? It's treif mamish. It's it, it seems sizzled the same place as their their cheeseburgers. Well, the fish half the time is not kosher. Right, trafe, but they fish out. Trafe, mamish. You know? Trafe, mamish. But then they, they tell you. They just eat salads out, or they just eat vegan now. So, so, no, so good question. I've heard that many times. But, the, but their lettuce isn't checked. No, the lettuce is not checked. You're, eating, you're getting extra protein, yes, mm-hmm. and extra tomo. Both protein and tomo. So really you're eating meat. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Did you ever look really at canned asparagus? Look at canned asparagus in the grocery store. It is a protein. Really? Where do you think that protein is coming from? Canned asparagus. Oh, that's scary. scary. <laughs> I don't know what it's asparagus thing comes. So, so, so <laughs> that non-kosher food is actually poison for the mind. So, in can afo. 
How could a person dare to be lenient when facing a question of questionable food? Now, the Ramachal is not worried about people eating actual truth. That's stam weakness. But questionable, questionable, eh, maybe yes, maybe no. If he's intelligent, Below echa in bal nefesh ata, right? Put a, uh, a a a knife to your jaw. Put a knife to your jaw if you want to match it. Means learn how to close your mouth when it's not good for you. Right, right. That's what literally what the pasuk means. It means control yourself. I remember I was once speaking to uh, David Feinstein at my brother's. I think my brother's sister's wedding. David Feinstein is probably the biggest place in America. So my family is very close. My father learned in a Moshe Feinstein yeshiva. Uh, my, my, my father started David the Sunday. He was in New York. Uh, we're very close to the Feinsteins. So, um, since when I was class, and I was sitting there talking to him, I said, I was learning about something and learning. And, uh, and so his, his gabai, he says, you know, this is at the, you know, a New York wedding. You see, people don't appreciate a geschmack in New York wedding. You can't even imagine... These weddings, there's enough food. It's like it's unbelievable. These weddings are just it just it just it just gorge you to to no end. Uh, Israeli weddings, sorry, cannot compare to New York weddings. The desserts don't compare. They know these Viennese tables, and they just like like you go there. There's a smorg, you know, and and depending on the chasen or the wedding, the smorg is like that itself is like a food for a week for a person. So in most people, they go to this wedding, and no matter what, they eat because this kind of they don't make it. It's free food. Free food, right? Free food. It's good. They don't make it at home. It's, you know. And I remember I was going to find scene. And this guy says, no, Rebbe, what can I get you? So I'm not hungry. I could, you know, I'm not, I'm not hungry. Oh, there's, but there's cake here. There's this. I don't need to eat. Is this because there's food here I have to eat? Like, it was like posh it to him. Because I'm at a shmurg. I have to eat. You know, we're sitting there talking. You know, it wasn't, I'm at a sh- but most people, they're walking around, they're, they're there, they got to eat, blah, 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 right? got to know that's for kosher food. You know, how to control yourself with food. And the best way is Nikias. When a person's in general control the food, they'll be careful wherever they go. The next year of Nikias, which will start briefly, and we'll pick up in two weeks. I will not be here next week. I'm not going to be on the East Coast. Unadabra Atza al Hakatayim. Hamatsuyim, and this is Nikias, cleanliness in matters relating to human interaction. Person to a person. Al Khatayim Hamatsuyim Hanoladim Echervas Bni Adnu Kibutsam. When people are in groups, friendships, Kigon Honas Tavarim, for example, hurtful speech, Halbonis Hapanim, humiliating somebody. I can't. This one to me, we'll get to it. Giving bad advice. This is such a problem, I can't even tell you. People give advice and they ruin people's lives. No achrayas. They would, oh, do this, do, invest here, do this, do this, move here. I mean, this is no achrayas. No, you know, revolva. The great Revolva used to say that anyone heard of Volba, Shlomo Volba? Ali Shore? Right? Actually, I gave Shore and Ali Shore several years ago here when the women's class. Uh, so when people would ask him life advice, 
you would see Gehenna, but like you could affect somebody's life. You know, I've had people ask me about marrying a person, doing whatever. I don't like. I mean, like, like you know what that is? It's not a joke. I, I, I mean, a lot of times people should ask me before they got married. But I mean, that's not a joke. Move here, do this job, you know, take this on. I mean, this is serious. People give advice without thinking about it. People unqualified give advice. Very unqualified give advice. Uh, all the time. And with, with damage, with tremendous damage. And, and peers give advice, and there's peer pressure advice. Hachshalosa, blind people with Be'etzah. Be'etzah. Rechilis. Rechilis is a form of gasmanger. Rechilis is going to say, ah, you know what she said about you? You know what she said about you? Do you know what she said about this? Did you hear what she said? Did you read her blog post? Did you see what she wrote on Facebook about you? Right, did you do this? Uh, uh, we're gonna, we're just, this is a preamble. Well, this is what we'll be doing in the weeks ahead. Sin and Akima, hatred. Now, you think hatred's, you know, blind. H- hatred means in your heart, if you hate a Jew, that's Sin Eschinim. <laughs> there are plenty of, of good people who are very religious, ladies wearing sheitlach, or, 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 or otherwise, and they hate a Jew. Sin, They can, for whatever reason, Nikima, uh, take revenge, Shvuas, oaths, Devar Shekhar, falsehood. Falsehood, Chil Hashem. Chil Hashem. Ki mi yoimer. Who says the Ramchal could say Nikisi mehem? Tamahartim Ashamabam. I purify myself from being guilty from these sins. Can I fam Rabbi Medakim? They are, there's many um, uh, branches and uh, some of them are settled. Asher Hizar Bam Turkalo. And to be uh, careful from them is a lot of work. We will delineate and elaborate on all of these topics in the weeks ahead. This is actually from my favorite parts of the Sefer. Oh, it all is. It's very hard to distinguish. But this is applicable to all of us. These mitzvahs ben Adam Chavero and the keys from them are all of our benefits to work on them. Okay, thank you very much.